Hello, and welcome to Grain to Plate, a podcast where we explore everything food, from the first grain to the final plate. Episode 2, Take It to the Streets. And in this episode, we're going to cover the recent March Against Monsanto, a global protest that took place May 21st, 2016. For this story, we're going to cover the march that took place in Las Vegas, Nevada, downtown on Fremont Street. Now, the march here hit its peak in 2014. There was over a thousand participants and a fair amount of media coverage. Well, put down what you're eating and think if you know what's really in it. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are in so much of what we eat today. And now thousands of people are protesting against them. Scott Daniels is live in the studio with their message. Then it was organized by GMO Free Las Vegas, a local nonprofit whose goal was to educate people about GMOs and the agricultural process that Monsanto used. We don't like GMOs. We think that there, there might be something wrong there. We're also protesting against all of the different agrochemicals like the pesticides and the herbicides and all of the different things that they're putting on our food. That was Angie Morelli, the head of GMO Free Las Vegas, up until the end of 2015. Her name may sound familiar because currently she is a Bernie Sanders delegate. You may have also seen her on numerous cable news networks discussing the candidate. 2015 was not a bad year for the march either. Over 500 attendees, an outspoken crowd, and even rally speeches from local business owners. That Monsanto claims that their products, these seeds, are revolutionary, and they're going to help change the world and feed the whole entire world, except they choose to live in darkness because they refuse to even label their food. So darkness can only hide in darkness. They cannot hide in light. When you're marching today, keep that vibration high. We are all one, united, occasion like this, it is a ripple effect that will change the entire world. So you guys are super powerful, and I love you, and thank you for coming out and making this happen. Yet, the March of 2016 went off with little to no fanfare, and only about 75 attendees. Now, a big part of that is that GMO Free Las Vegas decided to no longer organize the march, and for some reason, Comments were made by the former head of GMO Free Las Vegas, Angie Morelli, stating that she felt that the march was unsafe due to lack of coordination with the local police department. The group that took the march over. The group that took the march over is a collection of activists, most notably involved with Food Not Bombs Las Vegas. This is Kelly, one of the group's leaders. We're a group of people, and we really just started doing this a month ago because there was another group that was doing the march against Monsanto here for the past, I think, four years, and they decided they didn't want to do it anymore, so we decided to take over and, and have it done. So, really, we got a late start, and we're really building toward the next year and the years after that. And we want to do beyond just having a march every year. We want to actually move into like helping people um, create like independence and be able to like grow food for themselves and make their own choices about what they're eating which is what a big part of this march is about. Um, not just the GMOs and the uh, health issues involved with that, but the corporatization of food and the fact that people don't have control over their own food. So with the fact that Monsanto, the name, may be going away in the mm -hmm. next two years as they're in negotiations with Bayer to be right. bought out, will you still march against 
say Bayer as a corporation, yeah. or will it just be the policies? Well, yeah, I think. Arch against Bayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure, and I, I think it is kind of unfortunate that it's called the March Against Monsanto because you're focusing on one company, and it's not the only company. It's just the biggest company. There's other companies. PepsiCo is the number two, and you know not only are they filled with GMOs, but they fund you know anti-GMO or you know they fund pro-GMO legislation and stuff against you know, like labeling and uh, those sort of things. So I personally feel like it's kind of unfortunate that. It became the March Against Monsanto and instead of something larger. And I think it will continue. I'm not sure exactly, you know, how it'll morph if they, you know, when they get taken over and change their name, but it will. And like I said, we, we're looking at this as more than just having a march every year. Now, while attendance was low, the people that showed up were still very passionate about how they felt. As from what I've been hearing, this is a smaller turnout than previous years, right. but you guys only started a month ago. What do you think will help increase public awareness and make the public want to come out to march against GMOs and, I say, unethical farming practices? The arrest of those people, the cabal, the arrest of Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, all the people that brought all the destruction. Greed is the seed Monsanto has sown. Let it be known this day, we no longer want GMOs to stand in our way. We thrive because we're strong, stronger than a seed that's been genetically modified. Our strength lies in our forces. Let it be known, GMO, we won't stand anymore. All right, so go ahead first. Uh Describe this outfit that you're wearing. Oh, the outfit today, it's um, a lovely bee-themed ensemble. <laughs> it's uh, bee pajamas with wings and a stinger because I'm, you know, here protesting the use of pesticide usage by Roundup in Monsanto, so thought I'd make a statement. <laughs> One of the key differences in this march was that for the first time, they were met with counter-protesters. Do you think that the march against Monsanto has really been propagating a lot of pseudoscience and misinformation regarding a lot of things, uh, largely advances in biotechnology like GMOs, but also they've been targeting things like vaccines even, which are beneficial and safe and protect us. One of the best medical technologies in generations. So that's why we're here just to show people that there's more than one side to this. You know, it's not just what the March Against Monsanto is saying. We're the side of science. We're the side that actually is spreading truth, not fear and hysteria. This is Michael, the president of a local chapter of March Against Myths, a nonprofit started by one Carl Harl von Mogel. Saying, are you here to make it a more even-sided debate? Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we want to make it, we want to make it more an even-sided debate instead of just people who see them thinking, Oh, that's all I see about GMOs is this march every year. There's like hundreds of people come and march against Monsanto, against GMOs. So like we must, uh, that must be all there is to it. So we're here to show no, there's more to it than that. Yeah, there is another side to it. There is a debate. Now a march in Las Vegas, especially downtown Las Vegas, quite different from a march in another city. So to the soundtrack of local street performers, both groups marched and took their message to the streets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
crecido toda su vida sus plantas naturalmente. El día que mi abuelo empezó a usar químicos de Monsanto, mi abuelo se enfermó y mi abuelo murió a causa de esto. Stand on uh, all things that are that are scientific. The scientific consensus of anything, pretty much, vaccines, um, uh, modern medicine. We stand for all forms of uh, technology uh, to promote uh, progress. Uh, and their other, their side is wants to keep us in the uh, dark ages. I would like to know and I would like to inform more people. I would like to make uh, other people conscious about this. This is like very serious thing, very serious problem that we have not just in the USA, it's all around the world. Starving kids in third world countries, for example, golden rice, putting vitamin A in rice to prevent blindness, uh, it, it keeps food affordable and nutritious for people who can't afford it otherwise. That's like one example. You're poisoning the bees, poisoning our planet, and poisoning us. Do you even care about the lower income people that are being poisoned by this sh crap, these children? <laughs> Thank you. Now, as a side note, one of the most sobering things about this march that it took place in downtown Las Vegas, where a majority of those that are food insecure and homeless live. And numerous times, both groups marched past, people holding up signs, asking for assistance, for food. It was quite a thing to see. Two groups of people fighting over how food is made and produced a few steps away from someone who had no idea where their next meal would come from. One of the most vocal groups when it comes to Monsanto and their practices are small local farmers, and Dan is no different. Your company and what you produce? My name is Dan Schrack. I work for the Prump Honey Company. Okay. So now why are you out here with supporting the anti-GMO and anti-Monsanto? I believe that the government's killing off the bees. They're no longer needed because they won't pollinate Monsanto's poisonous crops. If the bees won't pollinate their crops, that tells me it's not real food. If it's not real food, why are humans eating it? My boss is 81 years old. He lives out in Pahrump with the bees. We have over 700 hives spread between, or between Arizona and Utah and California. We have 700 hives spread through the Great Desert Basin. Okay, now have you seen a lot of loss in bees and honey production in this area? We haven't noticed it yet. Okay, now is, do you think that's because there's not that many farms in the I think area. it's partly because where we have the bees, they're not in the city, they're not, they're out in the sticks where nobody's at. So okay. there's not as much danger to them, there's not, not as much roundup for them to eat, there's not as much swimming pools with chlorine, there's not as much uh, cell phone towers killing them off. You know, the nano frequencies, the nano pesticides, the, all these things that are, you know, made deliberately to kill the bees in my opinion. Gotcha, okay. So now, do you see that basically with Monsanto being possibly absorbed? 
by bear? By bear. Will you still protest the process, or will it be mo more focused it, on that? You know, the Monsanto being absorbed is just a, uh, a card game to me, a shell game. You know what I mean? It's just trying to distract. It's nothing real. It's going to be the same nonsense. It's it's taking over the world. The American government to me is Monsanto. Monsanto is the American government. They're one and the same. Okay. When the head of the FDA jumps back and forth between the head of Monsanto and the head of DA, FDA every four years, FDA, Federal Depopulation Authority, bottom line. They don't care about humanity. You know, Monsanto's bringing out a genetically modified ant to pollinate their crops. Once that's done, the bees aren't needed. Once the bees are gone, so are we. Okay. It's depopulation. They took control of all natural resources in 2008 when Obama signed an executive order. We go to jail for collecting rainwater. We can't eat out of the ocean anymore because Fukushima's still leaking five years later. California just banned the crab fleet because there's too much radiation in the water. You know, we, we can't eat real food anymore. We don't have crops anymore because he took control of it all. Okay. We the people lost. We were sold out by our own government. Now, being the fact that Monsanto is over 100 years old, what do you think it'll take to topple them, to finally bring them down? I, I believe Monsanto is no different than the Rothschild family. It's one and the same. It's the same attack worldwide. It's been going on for hundreds of years, not just a hundred years. There's no end in sight unless the people get band together and do something, you know, and the way that we're raised, at least here in America, is we're raised to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe and oppose each other, not arm-in-arm -arm with each other. We're raised to see a difference in the other person, not to accept the person for who they are. We're raised to see color not to see person. Until we get together, there's no hope. Perfect. I'm a former white supremacist skinhead. Oh, wow. I'm out here trying to save the world one person at a time. I do farmer's markets in North Vegas where I work in a melting pot. I work with 90% other than white, and I love it because I'm out there trying to change something for once. I'm not being a part of the problem. I'm being a part of the solution. I'm trying to unite people. I am my government's worst enemy. Wow. I know it. I sell honey, and I'm trying to unite the people. I sell health. I'm trying to bring a race of people back together, the human race. Not black, not brown, not white. I'm a former white supremacist out here trying to change the government because I don't believe them anymore and I refuse to stand against the people any longer. Now when we started the initial recording and production of this piece, our main goal was to focus on just the march itself. The fact that over two years' time, the public outcry and concern about what Monsanto was doing had seemed to diminish. Now, certain reports have said that this was due to the fact that right before the global protest, Bear had announced it was making an effort to purchase Monsanto. But as you heard in the interviews, the ones that were there aren't marching against Monsanto. They're marching against the practices. And from the outside, March Against Myths is not there in support of Monsanto. They are there to educate people about GMOs. Yeah, okay, so 
in, in closing, basically, I just want the March Against Monsanto to know that I do respect them as, as activists and advocates for what they believe in. I'm an activist. I'm an advocate for what I believe in. I think that we share a lot of the same values. We care about people. We care about the world at large and want what's best for people. We've just come to different conclusions after doing our, our own research. I would encourage the conversation to continue. I wish they gave me a chance to talk, but they didn't. You know, but that's fine. I did talk to some of them and they were, you know, most of them were pretty nice to me one-on-one um, -on -one and having that conversation. And I respect them for that. We're not here to harass them. We're here to let the public know there is a different side. There's two sides to this debate. There's not just their side that is GMO hysteria. There is a side of science saying that there, there is no evidence of harm. And I just want, I just want them to know that, you know, I, we're open to having the, continuing the conversation and hope they continue researching it and, you know, one day f see that there's more mutual we have in common than against each other. Yet, after further interviews and research, we have to inform you that both sides of the debate are shrouded in accusations, doubts, and possible connections that one would hope not to find in two nonprofit groups. And it is for that reason that we have now decided to cover more than just the march, but take a deep look at both the original organizers, GMO Free Las Vegas, and the group March Against Myths. Now to be clear, the focus will not be on the representatives from both groups that were at the march. We will be reporting on and gathering more information on the previous leadership of March Against Monsanto and the current national leadership of March Against Myths taking a look at the inconsistencies that we have found and exploring all of the allegations, giving everyone the opportunity to explain the facts that we have found. So thank you for listening to Grain to Plate, Episode 2, Take It to the Streets. We will post updates on our website, graintoplate.com, as well as our Facebook and Twitter accounts. And a big thank you to Kelly Patterson, one of the lead organizers of the March Against Monsanto this year, as well as Michael Gobot, the president of the local Las Vegas chapter of March Against Miss. This episode has been produced by myself, Jonathan Tatum.